Tom Panos, Troy Malcolm, John McGrath. I've just noticed that Troy Malcolm, John, he's, you know, about a month ago, you talked about a, a ritual before an event. And yes. the ritual that you had was you'd rub your hands together. It would create an association. Okay, it's time to step up. It's Yes, adrenaline it, rush. It's Good. adrenaline rush. I just noticed, Troy, I think it's the second week in a row. He's, he hasn't stolen it, has he? Success leaves clues. You can't right? steal that, Troy. No, you've got to make your own little thing. You it's got... normally the countdown, three, two, one. But... No, it's, I stole it from someone else. That's yeah, right. right. You can... <laughs> 30 years ago, I stole at a Tony Robbins event, and he said, here's a couple of things you can do. You can do this, you can do that. And I, and I saw someone do that, and I thought, that'll do me. And I've done it for the last three decades. So you can steal it. It's Thank my you. pleasure. My pleasure, Tom. Gentlemen, Feel it, free. It, it's always it's always good to see you. And today we've had the luxury of having uh, your uh, great assistant, uh, Aaron John, provide uh, sushi, sashimi uh, for the team. Um, when you come along to News Corp, we normally provide you um, chocolate, uh, biscuits. chocolate biscuits. I love them too. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I love them too. This, this, the sushi is better for us. And, and we spoke last week about the Japanese team beating South Africa in the World mm. Cup. So maybe this is in honour. Yes. Of the Japanese conquest of the uh, World Cup. John, Troy, the power of storytelling in sales. I want to talk about this topic because I never really thought about it till we had that speaker at ARIC last year, um, The Wolf. Oh, yeah, Bjorn Belford. Okay. Year before and, last, yep. And, and he said something. He said, have you ever watched a movie... Oh, that's great. ...and you've actually cried or laughed and then realised it was just a movie. And he talked about the fact that stories sell, facts tell. And this is a great topic in real estate because we have so much data. And now when you've got companies like realestate.com, domain.com, companies that provide so much information, some core logic, core logic, which is a data company, how could I forget them? Are they sponsoring us? Uh, they are, they are. Oh, they are. But their sponsorship has not commenced till It'll be the last quarter of this calendar year. Okay. So, we can um, give them some freebies on the way. <laughs> no, they're good people, actually. Good RP people. Data, I've been using them for as long as I've been using VFX signboards. Can you believe it? And News Limited, publications. You, John, you pick and stick. You've got John, um, John Johnny Hats, Hats. From, from VFX. You've got Mark Marazza, you, you've known yeah, for... Yeah, Graham Mirabito, Graham Mark Graham. Graham, and now Kristen. And uh, look, I, I think... I know this is not our topic today, but while we're on it, you must surround yourself with great partnerships and try to make them long term. Now sometimes it's like a personal relationship. It doesn't always end up that way. Sometimes you need to, you know, swap and change. But you know, whether it's uh, stylists, moving companies, um, data companies, I mean realestate.com.au 15 years, domain similar time, news limited, you know, all my life. Um, <coughs> uh, CoreLogic RP data, it's got to be 15 years. John Hats, nearly 20 years. Yeah. And, and, and still today, you know, we're building the relationship and we're talking regularly and this sort of stuff. So I think it, whether you're, even if you're not a principal, like all the agents, because I know the majority of the people that listen to us are, are, um, are just agents, or not just agents, but agents, you know, you've really got to make sure you have the right relationships with, with people. So, you know, they're good people, core, core logic. Okay, so let's talk... Uh, Word pictures, just in context. Sorry, that Jordan Belfort comment, I, I love that, stuck in my mind. Yeah. And I think, Troy, you said something like, you know, as you said, Tom, have you ever find yourself crying in a movie? And then he kind of threw out a line, did you realise that it wasn't real? But it just talked to the fact that 
um, what is being said and the image that's being created, even if it's artificial, which you know the ones you're telling clients should never be artificial, but in, in a silver screen scenario, it is, it is artificial. It's, it's like totally made up. And yet here we are with tears streaming down our cheek or doubled over in laughter around something just based on that kind of scenario playing out in front of you. And, and, you, and you know the person in the movie is uh, Ryan Gosling, and you know he's getting paid money. It's in the back of your head, but you still, in the other side of your head, you're crying. It's so powerful that you know that you're in a cinema, but the power must be very dramatic because if it allows someone that knows it's not real to still be emotional, Imagine what an actual case study that That's is right. told well can have the power to be. Well, exactly, and I think that was the topic you wanted to talk about today. Is yeah, you know, storytelling. It's all about storytelling. You know, if I can create a word picture to describe a situation, and by the way, I spoke to Dr. Fred Gross, who's you know one of our mentors and a great friend of all of ours, um, and he he is the world best time at telling, as you know, word pictures stories. And and it's just like, and I said to him, Dr. Fred, years ago, I said, how how do you just know these word pictures? Do you sit awake at night thinking about them? He said, no, no, it's, he said, it's just like learning language. Once you kind of get in the flow and you're, and you're thinking about it, just your brain, as it goes to the filing cabinet looking for a set of words to describe something, it actually just pulls out a metaphor, pulls yeah. out a picture, and, and you, just, you can choose, do I use the words or the picture, I'll use the picture. Yeah. And people get the picture. So uh, I, I think it's so powerful because, you know, Storytelling is about relating, connecting, moving people, explaining. I mean, as a good agent, you've got to be an educator. Yeah. You've got to be a communicator. You've got to be a storyteller. You've got to be a teacher. And all of these things are best done with pictures and images as opposed to just words. Words are important, but you know, it's the words, it's the, it's the picture you create with the words. So I, I think you've just got to get really good at this skill called storytelling. Yeah. Not to be construed with story that's not real because yeah. I know a lot of people when, when you hear the word storytelling you're saying oh do you make stuff up no no it's got to be real stuff it's got to be based on fact not fiction but it's really the way you describe it that gets people gets them understanding so, let's, uh, so John let's talk from a practical point of view which is what Million Dollar Agent Podcast is it's about someone listening to this and then tonight at 6.30 sitting in front of a husband and a wife, and using the metaphor of story yeah. to help him get the listing or help her get the listing. How do you use stories? Is it case studies in well, real estate? I think inevitably you're going to have a few metaphors um, that you, you feel comfortable in. And I hadn't thought you know, leading into this, because I like to just speak from the heart rather than prepare, but I hadn't thought about any. But when you said, you know, young person sitting in front of a client, the kind of metaphor that just jumped in my head because like Dr. Fred said, when you're thinking in word pictures, and I thought about baking a cake. You know, I say, Tom and Sula, you know, getting your home the best possible price is a little bit like baking a cake. There's lots of ingredients and we need to get them all right. Then we need to bake it for the right amount of time. Then we're going to have a delicious outcome. Yeah. So when I say that, verse saying, look, it's really important to get the marketing right and we need to spend the right amount of money on assessing the value. If I talk about baking a cake, the right ingredients, bake it right and we'll get a delicious outcome, yeah. kind of gets people's kind of, gets your adrenaline going yeah. a bit and you're in. So I think I heard one the other day, Tom, I was listening to a podcast, might have been Al Tucci because I listen to him every day. And it was a it was really good kind of analogy. It said, <coughs> you know, you sit and watch a movie for 90 minutes in the screen 
and you get an enormous amount of pleasure, you think it's from the 90 minutes, but the reality is it's from the previous three years of work that's gone into getting that 90 minutes cut and polished. And, and, and I think the, it was a business metaphor they were talking about, you know, how you're not paying me for the result I get in the next three weeks, you're paying me for the yeah. kind of 10 years I've perfected my product and the networks I've brought in and the experience that I've built. But I just thought, you know, it's a really good thing because you stare and you look at this nice movie and you think, oh, I've just paid $20 for 90 minutes. You've actually paid $20 for three years. Yeah. And so these, these things, I'm always on the lookout. And I'm just, when I'm with people sitting down explaining stuff, I just, my mind is going there. So it's hard to explain until you get more comfortable with that environment. But just start thinking in pictures. Yeah. When you're explaining processes and use words like, it's like. Tom, it's like baking a cake. Yeah. It's like sitting watching a movie. Yeah. Um, those sort of things. And, and just be curious. I, I, case studies are a great way. Because case study is almost like a factual word picture. You talk about, Tom, can I tell you about this property we sold last weekend? Yeah. You know, we listed it a month ago. They didn't want to spend any money advertising. They didn't want to open it for inspection. I convinced them to do both. Here's what happened. So that's kind of like a, a nice, neat word picture, which is, is not got a lot of metaphorical value around it, but it's, it's describing a situation. At very least, you should be describing situations, case studies and so forth, um, so the, the client is kind of goes with you in your head. They're kind of thinking, okay, that taking it with you. Versus saying, I think it's really important to do open for inspections. I think it's really important to do take this to auction. I'd rather you tell me a story about someone that's applied that logic and it's worked. I re- actually, the more I think about it, John, I remember one of the first presentations I did um, at ARIC a few years back. I remember you sending me back an email saying, too many slides too much information, cut it down. Mm-hmm. I remember then going on to... It's one Ted of my more positive emails there, Troy. <laughs> yeah, that was... It was sent it with was, love, at least. It was, I want one of those. It was, <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was an actually interesting email. It was, it was you've put in a, a lot of effort, gr- good stuff. And then it was like, that was like, it was like a sandwich. It was, that was the good bit. And then you went in and you actually said, it's got too much information, too much data... And I remember um, clicking off and going on to TED Talks. And yeah. I thought to myself, what I'll do is I'll watch some of these TED Talks and see what these people do in a 20-minute presentation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I noticed mm-hmm. is they do talk in pictures. Mm. They create an incredible journey for the person sitting there that you actually picture that you're in the story. You're in the actual example that the speaker is giving. Yeah, exactly. And I even love the metaphor you just used then almost by accident, I suspect, Tom, when you said it's like a sandwich. Because I talk when I'm coaching um, managers, I talk about you need to give your the, the agent or the person you're coaching a praise sandwich. And Michael Shigold taught me this from years ago. He said, you start with a positive. Say, Tom, you know, how are you? Looking great today. You know, what have you been up to? Whatever. You must have been exercising. It's got to be authentic, yeah. right? We're not, we never talk about making something up on the spot. Then you talk about, Tom, I'd really like to talk to you about an issue that we had last week and I noticed that you kind of didn't do that and it's kind of, it's created a lot of problems and I know you're, you know, you wouldn't have meant it, but, you know, this is a bit of an issue. And then the, the other bit of the pro sandwich is finishing on a positive and saying, look, but the great news is I know you're a lot better than that. I know you'll learn from this experience and, and I have no doubt that this will never happen again, but I just needed to raise it to your attention. So that, that's, that's a wonderful process. advice for any of our managers out there listening to this yeah. where they're coaching people, isn't it, Troy? Well, then you leave them on a high, Troy. I mean, 
it, it's important to kind of because if you get the attention and you're positive and saying, look, you know, great sale on the weekend, Tom, fantastic. One of the things I want to talk to you about is this, which is the kind of the bit in the sandwich you know got to deal with that. And then the last bit is, but you know, I know you've got four or five great auctions upcoming, and I know none of them are going to sort of have make that mistake again. So I'm just delighted, whatever I can do. But you know, you just use that word. You know, it's like a sandwich, and, and it's very much uh, the word sandwich is the metaphor around coaching. Yeah. You know, good, okay, maybe hard, tough love in the middle, and then finish on the good and send them away feeling happy about, you know, the meeting and so forth. So, yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, Anita Roddick, another, Troy, one of my um, slides that I put up and it talks about, Anita Roddick says, anyone, I, I'll try and get it right, anyone that thinks the little thing, that little things don't count has never been to bed with a mosquito. Yeah. And, and well, you can't get a better word picture because people get it. The little thing, everyone has laid awake at night whacking their own face, trying to hit the mosquito and they never get it. They get their ears and their eyes yeah. and their chin. <clears throat> but everyone gets that, that even a small thing can be incredibly annoying and distracting. Yeah. Even though we're big people and we're, you know, like 80, 90, 100 kilogram yeah. human beings yeah. with lots of flesh and blood and yet this little tiny thing can, can ruin our, our camping trip or our night. So it's, metaphors are really important. They are, John. And the more, as we're, as we're sitting here talking, I notice whenever I, I run into an agent and they say, I came along to a presentation, what they seem to bring up is the metaphors I've used. Like a lot of people say to me, Tom, I love some of the best gifts come badly wrapped. Yeah. Or Tom, if you don't want to slip, don't hang around slippery spots. Mm. They visualize those things. They don't remember the fact that I believe what you need to have is, you know, 20% of your inquiry will come from this source. They don't remember the actual data as much as they remember the story. Yeah, you know, I think that's a really good point. I just thought of one as you were saying that, and I, those two of yours, I mean, I, I mentioned that slippery spots the other day to you because I remember that very well. And, and uh, you know, when you talk about your ill health from years ago, when you talk about great gifts come badly wrapped, I, I'll never forget that. It's a, it's a really moving one. And you know, some metaphors are moving, some are funny, some just are visually interesting. Yeah. Um, Dr. Fred used to use one which I use a bit now, and he talks about, he said, you know when you walk into a, a hotel and there's kind of the little glass thing with a red button and it says, in case of emergency, break glass. He said, I'm the red button. If you've got a problem, you just break the glass and ring me and I'll fix it. Oh, that's gold. And it's a good metaphor, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah. you kind of know he's a backstop. You yeah. don't break the glass unnecessarily. Yeah. But if you've yeah. got a real problem and you've got to get out of there, just break the glass and ring him. And yeah. it positions him well, too, because yeah. it positions him as someone that can help you. Um, yeah, so I think that's a really good metaphor. So I think you know, the, the, the lesson for this week, Troy, is, is just it's, it's a slightly new language. Anyone can learn it. I use the metaphor again of it's a bit like playing tennis or playing yeah. the piano. Anyone can learn how to close. Anyone can learn how to speak in metaphors. You just need to practice it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully. I, I think oh, this, is a, this has been a great... I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this podcast because it's got me thinking of how many other times I should actually be looking at the model that you can explain to someone instead of just trying to have a verbal barrage of evidence to say what you want to say when you can nice eloquently say it. And I think maybe that's why Alan Jones is on the big money. I think he's got an incredible ability to be able to bring a point up and um, yeah. display it in very uh, in, in colour and in detail. Well, right? interesting. We talk about being a teacher. Alan Jones used to be a teacher before he was a political speech writer and then a, obviously a broadcaster and Australian rugby union coach and all the other amazing things he's done. He used to be a teacher. 
And one of the one of the things we find statistically, certainly based on America, and I haven't seen any Australian, but I assume it's the same. They say that people that come from a teaching background, literally teachers, high school or or primary school teachers, make very good real estate agents yeah. because they're good at explaining stuff. So there's two, there's two careers. One is military, yeah. which for a very different reason, I suspect, which is they're very organised, they're very disciplined. They they just you know you tell them what to do and they do it. So they're kind of like they they have that real process. But the teachers are generally they have a caring attitude. Um, they have good at explaining things, good at the sort of stuff we're talking about. Um, word pictures. Okay, so, so to uh, any of our principals listening to the podcast, and we've got a fair few, maybe you should go to Parent Teacher Night and start your prospecting <laughs> on Parent Teacher Night. <laughs> or the RAAF, either <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, it's been uh, great to see you guys again. I will see you next week. Thanks to realestate.com, our sponsor. Um, have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.